0: Hello, everybody. Welcome back. It's been another couple of days since I put another episode out, so I'm putting another one out today. We're gonna to talk about a lot of things. Um, oh boy, oh boy. I don't know. I don't know where to start today's episode. Like I, I don't know how to start anything else like that. You know. Um, it's been a long day. I'm gonna drink some water in a minute because stay hydrated it's shitty out there man it's cold it's freezing we got snow the other day Oof. Um, oh man that's good I know what some of you are thinking some of y'all are thinking why don't you just drink water before you start the show and um, yeah that's a that's a very good argument I can see that I should probably do that you know, so any anyway, welcome to the show Uh, the way home And now we are going, I'm not going home I'm not going to my home right now I'm going to another home Uh, one that we have been working on for quite some time Uh, as you know, I've been doing some contract work for the last year And, uh, we've been working on flipping this one house And so far, uh, you can go You can go, man Go, man Man, if you don't go, I am You know Long Island Driving, that's L.I. Driving for you guys, right there, right, right there, um, and as you guys know, this is, this is a talk show, a podcast, where I drive home from places I'm working at, and I talk, I talk to you uh, while I'm driving, as you can clearly see that, so it's, uh, is it part of the problem of, uh, you know, distracted driving, nah, I don't know. I don't think so. I have a headset on, which is why the sound is the way it is. Uh, And I'm not, like, looking at my phone. I have my phone tucked away. I can't see things that are going on. You know, no notifications. Just talking, driving, and then commenting and critiquing everyone else's driving style. And that's where my life is on this show. Uh, In case you haven't got the word of that by now, maybe this is the first episode you listen to anyway. As I said before... Got a lot of stuff to talk about. Uh, we are in, let's see, December, which means we got a new Star Wars movie this year. Now, a lot of people, you know, I'm talking to a good friend of mine, dear friend of mine, Kevin. Uh, him and I have done some work before in the past together. Uh, things get busy. We're gonna be reamping some stuff in the future, D&D talk show and whatnot. So, um, yeah, let's talk about. Yeah, so him and I are going back and forth, and we're talking about um, what the new Star Wars movie is going to be, and what's in it. We've seen some trailers. The Emperor's back uh, for some reason. Um, you know, probably get people interested in it again or something. I I don't know. There's a lot of different. There's a lot of different reasons to bring him back. Like if story wise, eh? Now here's the thing. There's a lot of speculation on what the plotline could include, what it can do, but to be honest with you, with some things and some stories and some concepts and ideas, I just don't think they had enough time to put things into perpetual motion. And I'm going to explain that in a minute. So, we have we have Ray. We see that she goes dark. And, you know, if you're just going to speculate on what we know, from the past two movies to, to now, Rey is holding a red lightsaber. It's double-sided. It swings open like a butterfly knife. Uh, she's wearing a hood, so she's gotta be evil. You know, very clear-cut concepts. And, uh, I don't know... I don't know if that... I don't think it's good. <laughs> like, I don't know. Um, I, I don't want to say I don't think it's good. But I don't... I don't know what to think about that. Um... Because they never really straight up told you, hey, this is her going a little bit to the dark side. You know? Like in the original trilogy, you had, uh, you know, Emperor Palpatine was kind of fucking with Luke, being like, yeah, kill your father, join me, blah, blah, blah. And like, I don't know, man. If I was Darth theater, I would be like, the fuck, man? What? No, nah, no, he won't do it. And he doesn't, you know, shit happens. And then, you know, we know how the movie goes. But in this one like I don't know a lot of people saying like oh she's going to turn to the dark side and you know um, we don't know man like like yeah we see it in the trailer I don't know man there's so many different thoughts and processes because like there's no clear cut hi- clear cut hint that she's going to be dark that Ray is going to be a dark sider and like you know be a Sith Lord or anything like that. Like there's no there was no build up to it in the previous movies so like all of a sudden,ly having her go to the dark side is kind of like eh I don't believe it what shit can you pull out the last minute that would make me believe like oh yeah shit she was a Sith the whole time there's like nothing that you could say or do that would really make me be like oh well there it is um, which brings me to one of the first fan theories that we have and that one is that she is a clone of a very various, various people. Uh, the first one saying, that "Oh, she's a clone of the Emperor." Uh, I know. I, I don't. I just I don't know. I don't feel like that. That's believable or good enough. Uh, you know. Uh, we also they also say that maybe she's not a clone of, of the Emperor. Maybe she's a clone of Anakin Skywalker. Which I'm like, eh, also weird about that, too. Because, I don't know, like, maybe they can manufacture clones to... Like, okay, this is going to be the weird part, and this is going to be, like, the kind of sexist part. Um, but, like, can they take the clone from a male, clone them into a female? Like, is that a thing they can do? Like, I'm not too sure. Like, I know it's Star Wars, and they can pretty much do whatever they want, let's be honest here, and do that. But it's kind of like, I don't know, like, we've never had that explained. You know, like, um, the clone troopers with Jango Fett and stuff, they were all, like... <laughs> they are all men. So maybe it's like, okay, well, clearly we're going to keep them men for some reason. There's no women fighters, apparently, in the resistance or in the clone troops at all. Um, so it's kind of like... I don't know, maybe it's a moot point. I don't know exactly where to kind of pinpoint that. If, But, like, the clone thing, I don't know, man. I think that's a little cheap. I think it's cheap because there's no... There's nothing in the first and second movie to make you think that she was a clone of somebody else. You know, it's kind of just like those wild throws to the wind and hoping it sticks. You know, so like, I just I just don't believe in the whole she's a clone thing. I, I just I can't I can't put anything behind it. I, I it's just no faith. I got no faith in that whole concept, uh, which means they'll probably do it. <laughs> um, so like, I don't know. It, it's just like. It's one of those things where, like I said earlier, it just. There's nothing behind it. There's nothing proven. Like, what have we got? What's the only thing that's pinpointing towards it? Oh, the, um, the Mandalorian. Where the one guy, the scientist that we've seen in the first episode, I think the third episode as well. Um, he. Like, we see that scientist and he has the Camino uh, thing on him. And they believe that that's going to play into the new movies, which is why all the episodes of The Mandalorian should be out before the movie comes out because they're building towards that. It's going to be some extra flavor if you're into your lore. Um, a couple of, fan of other fan theories It's just that like, maybe Luke was her dad the whole time. And I'm kind of like, that would be stupid. Oh, and that Luke Skywalker, like Leia knew that. So Leia sent Rey to him To be like, hey, listen, like, hopefully he'll tell you the truth. And, like, I don't know what to think about that either because it's kind of like, once again, you got to build up these things, man. You got to build them up. If you don't build them up, like, they just come out really cheap and shitty, you know? Um, I I just, I can't think of, like, a good reason for that, for things to work that way. Kind of, you kind of got what I'm saying? Like, it's just I'm trying to think the legitimacy behind it all and it just I don't know of anything there's other spoilers that I actually read that were so bad that I literally could not believe them literally could not I could not read it and go like oh that's that's a thing that's real um and I'm not gonna say them because like god forbid I do spoil the movie um But they're, they're like, so bad, though. It's, like, really bad fan fiction or something. Like, someone else is like, here's what we do. How about we we do this? How about uh, we kill Chewbacca next? It's kind of like, eh, I don't know. But here's the thing, too. It's, like, a lot of people have been seeing previews of the movie already. And a lot of good buzz has come out. But I'm also hearing rumors of a lot of bad buzz, you know. So it's either or. I don't know what's going to happen. I'm still on the fence about the last movie, you know. Uh, the Last Jedi. I really don't know what to think. And it's really funny because on Reddit, people are already pulling up um, interviews with Mark Hamill, stating, like, his opinion on the whole matter. But those opinions are back from a while ago. What was that sound? I'm hearing a new sound coming from my car. Oh, it's gone. It's gone. There we go. Yeah, so, like, and people are trying to pass off Mark Hamill's interviews as stuff for the, the new movie coming out. And not for the movie before. Because we know Mark Hamill wasn't happy with where they took Luke Skywalker. Which I'm fine. Like, I get it. It's your character. It's your baby, man. And I, I love Mark Hamill. He's great. I, I would love to meet him one day. And Because uh, Mark Hamill is always like a childhood. Um, you know, someone I always looked up to. So it would be cool to see Mark Hamill in person. You know, be like, you have no idea about the impact that you've had on my life. Without even, like, being there. My, my parents used to put Star Wars on as a way of babysitting me. I'll just say that. Um, but yeah, so I don't, I don't know necessarily. Yeah, so Luke, Luke wasn't not Luke. Mark Hamill wasn't happy with the way they took Luke, and I understand that. Uh, he did what he did anyway. Uh, you know, he he got he got paid. Dude got paid. I don't blame him. And you know what? You can play a character and not like where the character went. You know, especially after portraying the character for so long. That's all right. That's all you, man. You, you you don't have to like the way things happen. See, um, that sound came back again? I don't know what it is. It's got to be my brakes or something. I don't know. I got to do my front brakes. It's been a while. I know. Um, so, now with the thing with Leia. Is that, you know, we Carrie Fisher passed away, which is very unfortunate. Um, so, you know, she plays a pretty big role in this movie. And I don't know how they're going to do it. Uh, once again, people are saying, oh, it's done. It's fine. It's fine. She's, she, did, They did a great job with her. I don't know. I got to see it. You know. Um, I don't know, man. I'm not really too hyped about this movie. Like, there's a couple other things I'm more excited about than this. Not using your blinker. Good job, asshole. Um, but, yeah, I, I, I just, I don't know. I'm not really too... I just kind of want it to be over. You know, like like the movie stirred up so much controversy and like I thought the first one of this new trilogy um you know, The Force Awakens, I thought it was good. I liked it. It was it was a back to like classic form. I thought it was good. I enjoyed it. But so people who are like, Ah, oh, you just copied a New Hope." Well, yeah. I can see that, but you know, there's, I feel like there's. Re- I think the, with the thing with the new trilogy is that there's so much reading between the lines with the new trilogy. Like, and Star Wars has never been a movie where you kind of read between the lines, you know, because of, of different reasons. Or at least if you did read between the lines, it kind of made more sense. Uh, for example, um, and these are some things that people go back and forth on, and I'm not crazy about it. Uh, but here we go. So the the first example I'll give you out of, like, reading between the lines is that when Empire Strikes Back, Darth Vader points to uh, Boba Fett, and he says something along the lines of, uh, or he points to the, the line of bounty hunters and says, no disintegrations, you know, when obtaining these you know, the heroes. And then, like, he kind of apparently, I don't know how people get it, but he kind of nudges or looks at Boba Fett like, really, bro? Like, mm-hmm, I'm talking about you. So he says, no disintegrations. Boba Fett's like, all right, no problem. Everyone's Everyone gets it. Uh, and then, like, so that was, like, a really quick two-second thing. And people are like, oh, man, Boba Fett must have been with the Stormtroopers looking for Luke originally. Which I'm kind of like, okay... Maybe, maybe not, you know, that that's kind of, you know, if there's a bounty, I don't know why there would be a bounty put out on Luke right away, you know, until some things happen, but how would Vader know about those things? A big, oh, Luke's on Tatooine. Why wouldn't he just go himself? You know, if he knows the things that he knows, why wouldn't he just go? But this is what I'm talking about. This is reading between the lines. So it's like, okay, so it might not be true. It, it could be, but there's no one standing there saying, that's canon, that's truth, that's what happened. And, you know, that's what we're sticking to. There's no one saying that. Uh, and it's funny, because when you look at these movies, and you look back at, let's say, like, the Avengers movies and stuff, there's not a lot of reading between the lines. Everything's throwing at you face value. There's no guessing. There's no going, oh, maybe this is this, or this is that. It, it's, it's all in the details, you know. It, it's all right there. Uh, Thor's hammer situation You know Captain America was able to lift up a little bit In, you know, Avengers 2 Thor got a little nervous And he he eased up once, you know He he couldn't, you know, pick the whole thing up Which If you think about that And, uh, you know And we know what happens in Endgame Where he's actually wielding it Uh, People are like Like, that's badass, that's awesome, that's cool and I agree, it is cool, but there was no real reading between the lines besides people going, "Oh, that's just him being nice." It very well it could be him being nice. We don't know. He could just be like, "Yeah, I am being nice," but th- you know that that's another thing where we don't have a the line. We don't have a counterpoint to that. Back to Star Wars. Back to that Boba Fett example, we do kind of have a counterpoint, which is what I made. We don't know if Vader, like Vader, would just go. To, he would just go down himself. Why wouldn't he? Tatooine. Oh yeah, uh, I've been there. And the only reason why he would hate Tatooine is because he doesn't like sand. But I mean, to go after your son, maybe that's worth it. Maybe that's worth you going down. And he, and if Luke's force sensitive and Obi Wan's force, Obi Wan, fucking detected when the whole planet blew up. Of course he would detect. Darth Vader being in like his zone You know So that that's something to think about That's your counterpoint to that argument Why would he send Boba Fett When well, he could just do it himself and make it quick That would be the end of the movie right fucking There but no He, he waits he waits He waits for no fucking reason he just Waits so there's your Counterpoint to that situation nerds I'm Kidding uh, So now looking at the new Trilogy we have a ton, a ton of these reading between the line segments that we're just like, I don't know, what does it mean? And I, I I think that's a big problem that we have. I think that's that's the thing. You look at let's take um let's take Ray. Take Ray for example. When how does she learn her force powers? Oh that's when uh, she had none. You know, like, of course she'd know how to use a lightsaber because she fought with that staff that she had. Okay, I'll give you that. That, that That's a good one. That's a good reason to, uh, to be like, okay, she knows how to fight. Uh, but gaining the Force abilities and Force powers, oh, when Kylo Ren entered her mind, she gained information. Like, we don't know that. Like, of course, that's kind of what you would think. You know, that's what we saw. We didn't see it. You know, he, he went into her mind. All of a sudden, boom, she had Force powers. Because she might have absorbed them from him. But now we're kind of like... So she just learned them like that. Now, granted, The Force Awakens is the movement in which the Force is coming back. Uh, they say there's always balance to the Force. So in order for more Jedi to be born, a problem must arise on the Sith where more Sith are also born. And, yeah, it can be... It's usually not one-sided. Remember, we had Vader, who was one of the last Sith alive besides the Emperor. And then we also had Obi-Wan Kenobi, Luke Skywalker. And, as we learned later, uh, Princess Leia uh, also had Force powers. So it's kind of like, you know, that that's where... So, of course, there had to be Snoke, who looks like he's 187 years old. So Snoke was there. And, like, you know, the, the power struggle between light and dark is... Constantly fluctuating. There's no real balance to it, and there's supposed to be people that bring balance to the force, and it's just never gonna happen. It's you know, that's how it is. That's that's what Star Wars is built off of is building a balance, but that can never be achieved. You're never gonna have because from what I understand, with the concept of balance and force powers, is that everyone has them or no one does. You know, kind of like uh, you know, kind of it's either if there's no one, if no one has force powers. We're in balance because no one has them. No one can use them. But if a large amount of people has force powers and they happen to be siding with good, then there must be an evil side that equal or greater or maybe a little less than That also has force powers. But with the Sith I would imagine them being in greater numbers. Because for some reason they can organize really well. And I don't get why. Maybe they have a Google like hangout. Maybe a Slack or Discord channel that they all communicate through. That the Jedi for some reason just don't have. They have a council. Great. Cool. Some people that make rules. But they don't have the ability to recruit that like the Sith has. And do you know what's crazy with Sith standards? They tend to kill each other off to gain additional power and the rise to the ranks of Sith. So it's like, once you get high enough, someone kills you, and then they take your rank. That's kind of crazy. They're killing themselves, and they're still a greater force than what the Jedi have. But the Jedi are more about the long game. Ah, oh, we'll beat you in the end. And the Sith are like, but I want to win now. Sith win the battle, they never win the war. And unfortunately, well, they did win a war. Um, But we never see like you, you know, we never see that end. We never do. <coughs> like, we try to. Like, Luke tries to bring apart that end, but it just doesn't happen. And this this third movie is supposed to tell us why. You know, why things happen the way they happened. And I don't know if I care. You know? Because it's just it's that concept of just everything, nothing's in balance. Nothing is in balance, so why, why bother? Why, just let Star Wars exist through these terms and continue to provide stories that are based on those conditions. So, if Leia is super powerful, she knows how to fight, you know, of course, there's Kylo Ren, who's about the raw power and energy, uh, which, by the way, this movie is called Rise of Skywalker. So it's either that Rey has to be related to the Skywalkers because for some reason we can't have a movie trilogy that doesn't involve these people or Kylo Ren turns to the good side which I just, he tried to kill his mother he killed his father like everyone just be back you know what Kylo, you're alright you're not a bad guy I don't see that happening I don't see that happening at all Also, don't forget the atrocities that the First Order actually committed. Like, holy shit. It's like, and let's be honest here, the First Order is pretty much like a neo Nazi fascist regime. So, of course, like, we have Space Hitler and his little sidekick, you know, Space Mussolini, with his weird cross bladed lightsaber, which is cool. I'm going to state that. I do like Kylo Ren's aesthetic and his lightsaber, I think they're cool. Uh, (coughs) <coughs> the way he fought with it was actually really cool and I really like that about him anyway taking that apart from it um, so yeah um, why <laughs> I don't know I don't know man this trilogys a mess like I going back to reading in between the lines uh, one of my favorites that I, I pull from that I go I and this is what I I go for is the concept of Poe Uh when the mutiny happens in uh, The Last Jedi. Uh, and he talks to the woman who's in Jurassic Park. Holo. Uh, Holden or whatever her name was. Um, she would not tell Poe what the plan is. And Poe might be an ace pilot. But he's got to learn. He's got a lesson to learn in this movie. And that's what his whole thing is. He's got to learn to relax. He's got to learn to chill sit back and let other people take command instead of calling the shots. Understandable. Understandable. But, I, for, first off, there, there's a lot of things to unpack in this whole relationship, this concept, what's going on here. First, she's a general; she's ranked higher uh, by Leia. Leia puts her next in charge, so uh, now she's in command of the ship. The ship is being targeted by Sith and the first order and like trying to get away and they can't quite get, you know they don't have enough gas. I a shitty premise, but I get it. So she's got a plan but she won't tell anyone. Ooh. Um and Poe's like, "Oh, she's got to tell us the plan. We can't just sit here forever." Yeah. Yeah, I uh I I agree with you. She she has to give you the guys the plan. But when he goes up to her he acts kind of like an asshole. Now I don't know about you guys, but if someone comes to me acting like an asshole, I'm not gonna tell them shit. I'm not <coughs> sorry. Someone comes up to me and it's like, hey, dickbag, tell me what's going on. I'm not gonna tell you shit. I'm not gonna tell you anything. So she's she holds every right to not tell them things. She doesn't have to tell them. She could say, you know, we're going to try to take the escape pods and leave. But then, like, what what lesson does he learn if he's supposed to learn a lesson? That's his character arc. It is Poe? It's really cool. He's kind of the funny guy. Might be gay. We don't know. Um, but that, that's like his his character type. It, like he's an ace pilot, and you know, he's been really he's really good at it. But his character arc is like he has to learn a lesson. And his lesson is that he shoots too fast. You know, he, he, he calls too many shots and he doesn't think about the repercussions of his actions. So you're going to have a woman yell at him, you know, so reading between the lines, reading between the lines in the scene specifically is when she goes up to him. He tells her no. Why? And we never told why. So we had to kind of think why. And I told you why, because she just, you know, this guy's going to acting like an asshole. She's not going to tell him anything because he's an asshole plain and simple. And the counterpoint is, to that argument, is that, well, she didn't tell him because she's a bad character, which is not an apt argument in this situation. The movie's bad, and that's why she said that. Nah, you gotta think about motivation, and I think that's a big problem with Star Wars. It's that I think when you talk about different characters and concepts and what the character does and why they do it—you gotta really nail that motivation, you know. Uh, why? And after years and years of playing Dungeons and Dragons and creating enemies and thinking of what an enemy would do, I think a lot about Star Wars. Now, let's take at uh, let, let's look at Darth Vader. Uh, why does Darth Vader do the things he does? Um, there's a lot of arguments, a lot of different. Areas to look at when it comes to Darth Vader's motivation. Uh, his, His motivation, from what I can think about right now, would be to keep the Empire together. Or keep the Empire active and keep it powerful and keep his position of power. We don't know of anything else besides that. Now he does have a lawful stance against on on certain things, so uh, you know he, he's not necessarily chaotic, but he he will not just strike at anyone because he can't. You know he he has he, he needs reasons. He needs uh, he listens to Tarkin, and when Tarkin says stand down, you know he listens. So you know he does respect authority that's higher than him, especially with the Emperor. So you think about what does Vader get out of everything? Why is he rewarded the way he is? Well, for unlimited power. That is essentially it. And he he believes that he will grant he will get this. And back in Anakin Skywalker days, he believed that he could bring back Padme and, and all and you know his wife and his kids, but it, I feel like with the with the older trilogy, A New Hope, Empire, Return, is that he he knows he's too far gone from any of those things. You know, like, he's just... It's done. It's over. He has to live the life he has now. But his motivation does change. And you can you can do that as a human being. Your motivations can absolutely change. So his motivation goes from being... Keeping the Empire alive. For, you know, a good three quarters of the franchise. To keeping the Empire alive. Straight over... To keeping his family alive and saving Luke and realizing that maybe this is pretty bad, so he saves Luke. His motivation changes, and it, it's a it's a it, it's a that's his character arc. Big enthralling bad guy changes at the last minute, and I don't want to see that happen again with Kylo, because now let's look at Kylo Ren's motivation, which he is. His motivation is to, uh, it, and that changes. That changes pretty often. First motivation is to kill Rey and keep the First Order going. So he has two two part, parts parts that um, does he succeed in those parts? Uh, not entirely, but also he doesn't necessarily fail. His character arc is continuing that journey to th- like figure out if those things are are you know what he wants, and I think they backtrack on it in the Last Jedi. Um, You know, in The Last Jedi, his motivation becomes having Rey join him. And, you know, um, kind of going on his own arc. Which is weird because now there's a lot of different aspects to Kylo Ren that you're kind of thinking about when it comes to his character development and what his motivations are. His motivations change too fast. Luke Skywalker's motivation in the original trilogy was... To help the Rebellion. That's it. What did he get out of it? He gets Jedi powers, I guess. But I don't think that's his motivation. Um, I think his motivation is just to save the Resistance. Save the Rebels. And bring down the Empire. That's his motivation. Bringing down the Empire. Peace. Peace is his motivation. Kylo Ren. Ray doesn't really have peace, I guess. Her motivation was... A lot of different things. It was all over the place. She wants to find out where her parents are from. Okay, you know. But that's kind of a back thing. Maybe that's that's a C or D kind of... Which, by the way, if I was a Force user and my parents left me on a planet, maybe I would try to find them. You know, maybe finding answers would be suitable. But then the answer comes from Kylo Ren saying, Oh, your parents are just no one. You know, you, you gain these powers out of sheer will or through reading my mind. Um, Which, you know, not really a great character. So I guess her... And I guess her motivations aren't really clear. Her motivations start becoming to learn how to use the Force in the second movie. First one, you know, get to safety. Second one, learn how to use the Force. Third one, we don't know. What's her motivation going to be in this? I guess to fight Kylo Ren and defeat him. And hopefully that would save everyone from the First Order. Hopefully. But... Let's talk about Kylo Ren. Because Kylo Ren's a very complicated character. Kylo Ren's motivation, I feel, in the grand scheme of things, is it's so angular. Because dark, like, the source has always worked on good or bad. Now we kind of have Kylo Ren kind of easing into a gray area. And this is how I'll explain it. First, Dark Side, totally first order. You know, he, he's, he's acting like his... He wants to be like his grandfather. You know, he really wants to embrace everything that Anakin and Darth Vader were. And he, he's a big fanboy. So, of course, he's going to try to mimic Vader everywhere he can. Through his helmet, through his red-bladed, rough-looking lightsaber. that represents imbalance in a way because it's a crackling and it's kind of shittily made. Um, and he's so powerful he stops a blaster bolt in midair, so let's not forget that. So he wants to replicate everything that Vader does from having a base made out of a planet or similar to that, which is why I give the first movie a pass Force awaken, you get a really big pass because you're trying to and this is reading between the lines again. <clears throat> here's a guy that worships worships Darth Vader so much. That he copies him at every point, every point, every turn. He copies Vader, so of course all the things that the First Order has is going to resemble that of Vader. Um, so, like the planet, the big giant planet that blows up stars, he's going to copy that. Of course he is. Everything else, he's, he's going to copy those things. So let's let's th- let's let's take that off the plate now. Let's let's just recognize that. But what's his motivation? We keep on talking about that. And that's why, I, that's why I'm having a problem. Because his motivation is so all over the place. He wants the First Order to survive. That's, that's the first thing. Um, he wants to kill Luke Skywalker. I think would probably be his motivation. Killing, killing his old master. Why, though? Why does he want to kill his old master? Because his master tried to kill him. And then Luke admits to that and realizes that, oh, I'm making a mistake here. Um, Because, you know, you shouldn't pull the trigger so quickly. Which is, Luke would never do that, I feel. I don't think Luke would put someone down like that. I think you'd give him a chance because it's Luke Skywalker. He's a man of peace. Come on. We've, like, established that peace as a concept of his character. It's It's a staple. So Kylo Ren's motivation in the first movie, that we know of, is to defeat Rey, keep the First Order in power, and I don't know, maybe, maybe kill Hux. Not really. That's not really motivation. That's read, That's me reading between the lines again. But yeah, you know, he's got he's got these concepts. He's, he's got the those are maybe his two motivations: kill Rey, keep the First Order alive. Uh, he kills his father. I don't feel like that's a motivation. I feel like that was just the right time the right place at the right time. He was just like, oh my dad's here. Uh I'm gonna I'm gonna kill him. You know, like wow, what what wow, look at that timing, huh? That that's how I feel that, that situation went down. Um And then um Yeah, so he does that. Then I feel that his motivation changes into the second movie, which be- it, the killing Luke Skywalker and finding Luke is still kind of on his mind. Like he really wants to do that, but now Rey's in the picture, so now he's like, I want, I want to take her out. I gotta get her. I gotta kill her. But then, like the whole Snoke situation happens, he kills Snoke, and like boom, right there, we got another change of motivation, which is, hey, Rey, join me. Which, <laughs> haven't we heard that somewhere before? So now Rey's like, oh, I don't know. And Ray's like, well, clearly Ray's like, no, not I don't know, but Ray's like, yeah, oh, fuck this, I'm not doing that, which understandable. And then like, I don't know what what's his motivation in the third movie, to kill Ray. Like, that's got to be it, Did I Blow a stop sign? Oh I didn't. Um, I I just think that you know, now he what he follows Ray. Is that what happens? I, I don't know. Because Luke at this point has disappeared, he and Luke is dead. He's probably not going to know that Luke is dead, so he might I don't know he might explode when he finds that out. Uh, besides that, what else do we got from him? Now his single motivation is probably going to be hey I'm going to kill Ray and maybe the rest of my family, you know. And then where does that take his character? If we if we talked we talked about earlier how his character uh, if he's trying to take revenge and once again the movie is called Rise of Skywalker if Rey is not a Skywalker then we are led to believe that Kylo Ren is going to be good but how do you be good when you killed a bunch of people you fought alongside the dark side and you wanted to kill Luke Skywalker you think everyone just going to be like you know what man you're misunderstood that's not going to happen that's not going to happen. And I don't know... I, I just I just don't believe it. I just don't believe it. I think what could happen... I, I think what's going to end up happening is... He tries to go to the dark side. Maybe Ray's actually a Skywalker. That's it. That's all I can think of. Ray's a Skywalker. Because that's the only thing that makes so much uncon- unconceivable sense. And that's it. That's all I can think of. Raise a Skywalker. And, um... That's it, because you can't have the clear-cut bad guy. And what a bullshit twist. It would be such a bullshit twist if all of a sudden they're just like, no, Carly Ram was good the whole time. Like, how can you twist that? How can you twist that? You can't. You cannot twist that. I don't care who you are. I don't care what your writing is. It's like you have a clear-cut bad guy. He's got to be clear-cut. And that's that's the laws he has to... That's that's how he has to go by. You know, this last movie, I, I read a headline. I didn't read the whole article. Uh, a friend of mine said, my friend said it to me, and said that the, uh, the, the movie is going to tie up 26 different plot lines. And I just don't... Uh, this is why I don't care. Because you're showing me things in trailers, and, like, it just doesn't match up. It doesn't align to what these characters would do. How they would do them. And like maybe the movie is going to be different. I'm excited for the movie. Maybe they're going to show you what really. Of course they're going to show you what really happens. I don't know. It's just. I think. You know what. I think about writing. I think about Game of Thrones. I think about the last three episodes. Of the last season of Game of Thrones. And how they ended up with Queen D. uh, Going nuts and killing people out of the blue. And yeah. They might have entered it towards it. At the beginning of the book, in the first season of the show, or whatever, they foreshadowed it. But they didn't have enough time to show her going through this madness. It just kind of happened. And I, I do not want to see Ray just all of a sudden go to the dark side. It just doesn't make sense. It doesn't make sense. you got to build towards it. you got to have foreshadowing. And don't give me this shit that we—it was foreshadowed before in that one weird mirror thing. What the fuck was that? That's not foreshadowing. That's just a weird scene. It's just a weird scene. Unless it means something. And if it's going to mean something, you tell us in that movie that's going to mean something. Don't tell us two years later. That's not how you tell a story. And, and, and at least a trilogy in three parts. That's not how you do it. You tell us what that is. And don't, don't just tell us. Don't just show us. Like, I'm I'm sorry, not not that, but there's a saying in in, in books. It's don't tell us, show us. In, in TV shows and movies, you know, if Ray's going to go bad, show us the the temptations of going to the dark side throughout the trilogy. First movie with Ray, all right, innocent girl. Second mo- movie, she starts getting really involved. And starts learning more about the dark side of what it has, what it contains, and, like, the powers that it has. Show us that. And then, in the last movie, then you have the struggle. And you have to, you have to not have us read between the lines of it. You have to make it definitive. You have to, you have to show us what, you have to show us that struggle. You can't just tell us can't just have another character tell us, oh yeah, this is what the dark side is. Have her experience the dark side. That's one of the things about the dark side. It's the temptation, the raw power that you feel. Give us a segment where she feels that raw power. You could have done that in the second movie when she's fighting off the troopers. Snoke could have stayed alive during that whole fight and showed her the true power. And then Kylo Ren goes, oh, that's a bad idea, and then kills Snoke as a surprise. You know that could have happened, you know, but we didn't get that, and I I think I think we're gonna have a lot of problems if this third movie continues the tradition of reading between the lines. Because you watch a show called the Man, you watch Mandalorian, which I've talked about plenty of times on this this podcast. Mandalorian's really clear cut motivations are clearly set. Look at any Avengers film. The motivations are clear cut. You know, the stakes are always high. Everything is well done. It's a clear line drawn of this is who this person is. This is their motivation. And that motivation happens to align with a lot of other people whose motivation is the same. And then we take it from there. What's going to break that motivation for these characters? What's going to set them down? This story writing with Star Wars has been all over the place because all they've been trying to do is have flashy lightsaber battles and stuff about the light and dark side that just don't make sense. It's like there's a there's a misunderstanding of how the universe of Star Wars works. And I think that misinformation needs to be correctly adjusted. I think we need to have people like Kevin Feige for Star Wars who can say yes and no to things who can be like, yeah, this is a good aspect and no, this is bad. They need to have rules and they need to explain those rules and they need to really give the examples of how those rules work. And we've had those examples in the past. So why not? not, Why not like show us the evolution of those rules In a sense, that makes sense. Kylo Ren being the good guy all of a sudden in the last minute does not make sense. And also, that's a Vader thing. That's copying the last couple of movies, which they said they didn't want to do. Either way, I've been going off long enough. I will talk to you guys later. Maybe I'll talk to you tomorrow. I want to talk about a couple of things. Maybe how to actually write a good Star Wars movie. Let's talk about that. All right? I'll talk to you guys later. We'll see you later. Goodbye.